Welcome to the Discover Your Worth in Chicago podcast brought to you by ICI Staffing. We started this podcast to help job seekers in the Chicagoland market better increase their chances of not only paying their bills, but finding a position that can change their lives. We will share the best insights we've gained over the last 37 years placing people in high value jobs. Our goal is simple. We want to help you find your ideal position in Chicago. No filler, no BS, just pure, uncensored job seeking tips. If you find our tips valuable, please visit ICIstaffing.com for more high-value information and even an offer to help you find your ideal position completely free of charge. Hi, I'm Mark Meyer, owner and president of ICI Staffing. Uh, My job here is to lay the foundation, uh, get out of the way, let the experts do what they do best, and that is recruit, build relationships, and really care about what the right position is for the in, in the best interest of the candidate and the client. My name is Eleni Stephanopoulos. I'm the senior recruiting manager at ICI and I've been here for about four and a half years now and I bring all my expert knowledge that I've learned within the last four and a half years. Why do candidates want to work with a staffing agency? Usually candidates want to work with a recruiter because they're a little bit lost after graduation. They're not exactly sure what type of opportunities are out there. Um, Sometimes they even have questions about how to interview, what to say that's correct. And we're not just a consultant to them, but we become a little bit more closer. And we're kind of a professional friend that they have where they can talk to them about basically anything. So, hey, what should I wear on that interview? Or, hey, I kind of ideally want this amount of money, but is that too much? Or, hey, you know what? I really, you know, I like to go to a work environment where I'm actually kind of friends with them. What kind of environment do they have? Because those are awkward questions to ask when inquiring for a position. So what's the strangest question that you were ever asked? Probably the strangest question was, um, should I wear makeup or not? I think that was one of the weirdest ones. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, because if I tell you, yeah, you should present yourself, and that's kind of a little inappropriate, but... What's one of the most common things that they want to know? What's the most common question they ask? Um, Typically, it will be what types of positions are out there, what's really hot within the market, I'm... And what's a great company to work for? Because they don't know. They're typically they're, you know, they just graduated. They've never really had that much of experience. They only can read certain things that are on articles. So we educate them on all these small to mid-sized businesses that have these opportunities, but aren't huge household names in Chicago. So they'll ask about what makes a company a great company. Now I've heard you say that uh, jobs are kind of like shoes. Not one size fits everyone. Right. So what do you mean by that? For example, if I was in a position where there was more, I guess you could say, I couldn't have any interaction with someone, I would fail to that because I do need that type of interaction. But there's a job for everyone in the world, which is interesting. Um, Not one person that comes in our door, we say, hey, you know what, they can't, they're not employable. It is something where... Sometimes there are certain positions out there that are just made for a certain type of personality traits, and that's what we discover here. Now let's switch to the client perspective. Why would a client choose to use a staffing company? 
So if you've ever gone through 250 resumes that have come over in the weekend, you'll probably pull your hair out. Um, you'll pull your hair out or you'll need like at least like five cups of coffee and that's not healthy for you first thing in the morning. Um, but typically when you read a resume, you're like, hey, yeah, okay, this looks like a great resume. You bring the person in, you're going back and forth with them, you're phone screening them. It takes a lot of energy and time and we take all of that burden off of it. Also, if you have someone that puts in their notice on Friday and you're like, hey, I need to cross train them um, and this person only has two weeks, how likely are you going to be able to get a good amount of candidates in for the following week where you can actually hire them and then have them start within a two-week period? We already have a lineup of candidates that are pre-qualified that we already know well um, and that we've done all the legwork and hard work, I guess you can say. Can you kind of share the different categories of different staffing companies and, and why they're successful, why they're necessary to have different categories? There are larger staffing agencies. There are boutique agencies. There's, you know, corporate recruiters. And then we also have um, individual recruiters. So those are the lone wolves that are kind of going around the street and, you know, are basically solo and hopping around to every staffing agency. They're like, Hey, what are your orders? I could probably fill it. Um, those individuals are few and far between, but they are out there. So boutique ones are a little bit more personal. Um, you know, I've had candidates that have come in here where I've gotten to know them extremely well, where I know exactly, their birthday, I know what their mom's name is, I know when they're getting married, I know, you know, all this type of information because I've built a relationship with them where I find a lot of their needs important. The larger staffing agencies are great staffing agencies where you need someone, hey, I need someone in four hours from now, and they have 50 different candidates to choose from that could kind of parachute into certain roles. Um, Usually when it comes to larger staffing agencies, a lot of them are going to be like temporary, um, which is very different. We are a little bit more permanent when it comes to things, but regardless. Um, and then the corporate recruiters are obviously the ones that are just actually recruiting for their company, um, which is a great career path for a recruiter. But unfortunately, corporate recruiters really do only look out for their own company. As a recruiting company, is it better to have a target or do you try to fill every job? For instance... I mean, a technical recruiter, executive recruiter, et cetera. Yeah. So it is good to have a target. Um, what's interesting about how we operate, um, and a lot of other boutique agencies actually operate this way too, you're looking for the right type of company. So it's not, so for an IT recruiter, IT recruiters will just get a position in, they will have their fee, and that's pretty much it because a lot of them are on contract work. And then with boutique agencies, for example, like ICI and, you know, a couple of our competitors, we're just looking for good companies that we can build relationships with because we want to place these, you know, young individuals in these roles when they graduate from college, they have no prejudgment on anything. So we want to actually put them in a nice place where they're actually going to develop their career. They're actually going to be successful. They're going to move on in, you know, if they move on in two to three years, they're actually looking at moving on two to three years in the right type of path that they ideally didn't think that they would actually go in at the beginning. So that's the difference, basically. Our next question from our legion of fans <laughs> is, how do I really make my resume stand out? So typically to make your resume stand out, um, one page 
It doesn't matter if you have a lot of information on there. It should never be more than one page. You're able to condense it. You're able to figure out how to format it if you do not have your resume formatted correctly. So font, um, the type of font that you use, the type of paper that you bring it on, um, also it being extremely symmetrical. A lot of individuals that are in HR are very, I guess you can say anal and OCD about symmetry. And that's one thing that they do notice. So if you're going for an administrative position, and you say that you're a highly organized person, the best way to show that is actually in your resume. Um, so for example, if you had an internship where you answered the phones and you transferred the phones to whoever it would be, a better, you know, for like usually you'll transfer the phones to like sales assistants or sales associates. Um, a better way of saying like answer phones, you'd say transferring incoming calls using this system to sales individuals. So you're putting a little bit more meat into what you do um, because at the end of the day, you do want to actually elaborate of what you do because it's not actually that simple, just doing something that's very mundane. So those are probably the best things that I would have and also having your education really be focused on there. A lot of people don't think that they need to include that type of stuff, but I look at how involved you are in school Um very much so if you've had a if you've had a job throughout school or you've lived on campus and you were very involved in activities that's a really big thing because it just shows that not only that you're a team player but that you're able to kind of interact with other other individuals and jump in kind of whenever whenever you feel is necessary now i've heard you say as well sometimes it's good to have two or three resumes based upon the job that you're looking at so if you're going for something that's a little bit more creative, so for example, a lot of individuals will have a marketing major when they graduate. Um, if you have a marketing resume, that should be completely tailored different. That should be more creative. That should be much more eye-catching. If you have an administrative um, if you have an administrative resume, that should be more simplistic, more cleaner looking, um, and something where, you know, it's a little bit more simple to read. So a creative one can be more complicated because it's just going to be eye-catching from the pile of individuals or in the pile of resumes that are in front of you. But an administrative one should be more simple, more to the point. Um, and then if you do have – if you have to have a third one, it's kind of applying for – you know, something where it's going to advance your education. For example, a lot of people will have like HR assistant positions where they can actually go and get um, a job as an HR assistant and then further educate or further um, advance their education. You'll have something that is very, very education based and you'll elaborate off of whatever classes you took, what you learned from that, what kind of grades you got in every single class. So there's three types of resumes that you should have. The next question we have here could be a topic all by itself, but I wonder if you just briefly touch on the role of social media, something I know absolutely nothing about. Um, but the role of social media now in someone's uh, personal branding. So I think the biggest thing that a lot of individuals will have now is they'll shut all of their social media completely off where none, no employers can find them. That is not a good thing to do because if I look up a candidate and I see that they have no social media profiles, I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, I'm kind of curious with this person. Like, 
Why don't they have any interest? Why aren't they on the internet? Why are they completely incognito? I guess you can kind of say, but it's kind of interesting. So the best thing to do is make sure that your profile is private, but they're able to search you. Make sure you have appropriate profile picture. Make sure that you have interests that are showing to potential employers where they won't judge you. Unfortunately, we are living in a time where people will prejudge in certain different things, and you just don't want anyone to have some type of preconceived notion before going into an interview with you. What is the number one social media website to be concerned about? Oh, that's a good question. I, I guess Facebook, but still Facebook is kind of Facebook would probably still be the top one. And that's because a lot of um, individuals are, haven't really the youngest form or the youngest, I shouldn't say youngest. Okay. Sorry. The most popular form of social media is Instagram. The fortunate thing or unfortunate thing, whichever way you kind of want to look at it, usually people that are in these HR positions or decision makers don't aren't educated on Instagram. So a lot of them are educated already on Facebook and that's what they're going to look at first. So your Facebook profile needs to be clean. It needs to be private. You need to make sure that you're able to be searchable on there so you don't look like you don't exist in the world. Um, But at the same time, Instagram is one that's going to start picking up soon. And a lot of people have that private, but that one's a little bit more easier to have private than Facebook. What's the role of LinkedIn? Oh, LinkedIn. Um, So LinkedIn is something where you need to showcase everything that you've done. So for example, I worked at a restaurant for six months when I was in between jobs in college. And I put that on my LinkedIn. I do not have that on my resume. But I know that one potential employer that I had when I was looking for jobs before I came to ICI, they're like, oh, I really like that you worked at a restaurant. So you have to put everything that you've done on your LinkedIn profile because it just speaks like you never know what someone is like interested in. Oh, great. Oh, my God. You worked at Victoria's Secret or you worked at this type of place. Oh, I know someone that's worked there and I really, you know, I like the training that they've had there or I like – Um, you know, I, I have a cousin that had worked there. It's a conversation starter. So you're trying to put as much information as possible in there and making sure that you don't, you know, you have an appropriate profile picture, which we can elaborate off of, which is always a fun topic to kind of go down on, but making sure that you have enough information on there and having an appropriate profile that really speaks to who you are. So what I'm hearing you say that when you interview, realize that the job is a fit to be made, not a prize to be won. And I think that's uh, great advice. Best of luck for you out there. That if you're looking for a job or if you are um, considering a career change, please feel free to contact us at ICI Staffing, and we will help you through the process. Thank you for listening. I hope this has been informative. I hope you choose to join us again uh, as we carry on our series and just try to help you navigate the waters of the unknown. Uh, Finding a career and finding a job, this can be a very stressful thing. And we're here to try to just make that process a little bit easier. Thank you for listening.